All right. So, um, what time? okay. So it's been like 32 minutes now. Um, we're going to go into our, okay. It's, it's kind of like secret Santa. I don't know how to like name this segment. Okay. We'll just say secret questions or something. Um, it, so basically secret. the format is like secret Santa. So you draw a name, um, and, but instead of giving them a gift, you're asking them a question which they don't know what the question is. So it's like, I guess, secret in a way. <laughs> um, so I will share my screen and pull up this wheel. Fariba's not on the wheel. What? She was on here though. <gasps> Why did it get removed? Okay, I mean, Fariba, I swear to you, earlier. your name when was on here. Oh yeah, okay, when we tested her, it earlier, your I name think. was there. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, Let's start. Okay, wait. Oh, and she gets <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Fariba. Fariba, Fariba is, is going to ask the first question. So you're going to ask me. You're going to ask... Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> right, you're going to ask Mika the first question. Okay, that is a... Okay. I... Oh no, okay. I'm kind of nervous now. It's okay, it's okay, just- I asked more than one question, I have so many. Uh, what was your favorite event from all three years that you've been volunteering mm. with LTS? All not- three years? I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet so that we won't take the whole like time discussing stuff. I guess favorite event um, between today and like ever since I started my role as either assistant or site, I really enjoy classroom outreaches like it's really hard to pick classroom outreaches just because it's I find that it's more personal and it's like with closer with smaller groups and I get to interact with kids or with youths better there's can you in terms of bigger event I would say the high school summer comp just like the amount of when we hear feedback from the students and even when I see or like I encounter our previous participants that are now university students it's just very fulfilling for me that hey i organized that year and i'm really happy that it somehow helped you decide to go to science kind of thing you know so that's why like favorite event or slash event just in general like my favorite thing about being part of lps i would say just the people the people that i work with the students the educators the volunteers okay guys i'm not gonna try to make you cry but (laughs) but yeah just because like I find that with the people that I work with, whether like with you guys, the students and educators and even volunteers, I learned something. Like let's say for students, they always remind me to stay curious. There's no such thing as too big or too small when they ask questions. Sometimes they would surprise you of like how good of a question is. And sometimes you don't even know the the answer itself. There's the educators who's like, they always inspire me to have this a lot of patients, you know, they are doing their job to inspire their students too, like to enhance their education, to enhance their learning. There's our volunteers who are just amazing. They always show how passionate they are. You know, like they always go back to the, hey, this is why I joined the Let's Talk Science, to have this kind of experience that I want to teach kids. I want to inspire them to enjoy science, you know, or enjoy STEM field in general. My fellow coordinators, like I find that this is like the best, best part. I learned a lot from each one of you 
guys. Let's say for Audrey, you really inspire not just me, probably like probably the whole team to be like as organized as possible. And then there's Gab. You know, she's just chill. But at the same time, she reminds me to like, it's okay to take a break. It's okay if we don't go all out every time. Andre, who's like, you're very good at creating workshops or creating events for volunteers. There's the mental health symposium, which I feel like each volunteer who attended that event were very thankful that you did that. And there's Fariba. She's like always fun and always like giving her best to whatever outreach she do. I would like sometimes go to her outreaches and she's just like having fun there. And she's very supportive to our volunteers and she recognized them. And there's Shamir. You like inspire me to see science as not a, like a huge chore to do but like science is a fun thing to do that you combine science and art just your creative mind i feel like it makes science or like stem way fun and then linda who's not here today she's very eager to take on things that are that we don't currently have like there's the indigenous outreaches that she's working on like she's very innovative in terms of the things that she try to do as a court as, as an assistant like with girls in science like having to coordinate those kind of stuff and along with gal so yeah like those are like the main stuff that i really love but yeah mika you're so sweet wow you basically said everything so yeah. Yeah. everything How you talk i that? tried to make it fast <laughs> <laughs> just like went over everything man okay, okay. i guess you gotta move on to the next so Mika, you will be asking me okay, <laughs> the next question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, question for you. I guess um, since you are like a volunteer for years before being a site, how was that experience for you? Transitioning from a volunteer to now a site coordinator, how did you find LTS helped you or improved you as a person or as a leader? It's a good question. As a volunteer, I started volunteering when I was in second year of uni. You know, I was trying to look for something that will help me grow as a person, but also trying to find something that I'm passionate about. I've tutored since high school, so I've I'm really passionate about STEM and inspiring other students about STEM because I just think it's really cool. Obviously, like my first outreach, I remember it was with Janet, who was the previous site coordinator. I was super nervous. I tried to prepare as much as I can, tried to like memorize like all like the lines and everything. Every outreach that I went to, I sort of was able to improve my speaking skills, built my confidence even more. I think that was an easier transition going from volunteer to a site coordinator. I think if I was site coordinator and then I was only volunteer for like a few months, I might have not had that full confidence to like take on that role. The transition was difficult, but I don't think it would have been as difficult if it wasn't for my involvement in volunteer work with LTS. In terms of growth, I would have to say the people that I work with. The same thing as Mika said, like I've learned so much from each of you. With Ramir, creativity. Mika, you're basically the glue of the team. You just know what to do and you know how to lead and that's it, just so inspiring. Gab, super chill, but like, you know the right time to just like, if I need to take a break, take a break for yourself. Fariba, you're just so passionate. Also, you're very organized as well. Andre, you're also very organized as well. And also like, I don't know, it might be like your theater background, but I remember um, we had like this Halloween spooktacular 
Uh, <laughs> do you remember? So we had this Halloween spectacular like event, right? What what was your costume? Was it Dracula? Were you a vampire? Yeah, yeah, I was a vampire. Yeah, so like he did this really cool like improv like voiceover. Uh, it was it was really funny. I don't know if I still have the recording for that. I don't know if you can like I add that not. in. I don't want to hear. I that think anymore. I might have to leave. Nah, you do. You room. sent it to me, and I saved it here in my. <laughs> did you actually? No. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Ramir, I've worked with you for the podcast, and I have to agree, creativity, improv, like so good at improv. I, I, I just don't know how like you can think of things on the spot. Linda, so inspiring. Like honestly, we actually have these mental health check-ins at the end of the month. The site coordinators talk to our assistant coordinators to check in to see how they're doing. Our talks, actually, they're only supposed to be an hour, but we talk for like three hours. <laughs> we, she's so open and open-minded. So she's really an inspiration as well. Yeah, in terms of growth, I have to owe it to you guys. And also volunteers as well. Okay, so I'm asking the next question to Gab, Gabriella. All right, so my question for you, Gab, is so you were an assistant coordinator. Now you transition into site coordinator. What was that transition like for you from being, I guess maybe you can go from volunteer assistant and site. Okay, so as a volunteer, um, I think I did like three and two of them were rural. So I feel like those are really good opportunities to get to know the site coordinators and the other coordinators. So I feel like that's how I was first enticed to apply in the first place. Yeah, I feel like my volunteer year was just a lot of preparation, a lot of like observation if I really wanted to take on this role. And then as an assistant, suddenly I was given access to our email and our Google Drive. And I remember the first time I signed into our email, our Gmail account, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, there's colors, there's labels, and there's like folders for everything. I was so amazed at how organized everyone was, but obviously to be able to run such a well-oiled machine, of course, there has to be organization to back it up. I was in this position where now I'm going to be part of the team running this super great program. So that was also really exciting, a little bit overwhelming. I have to say, I learned a lot about myself my second year. The team that I was on um, had a lot of fluctuations. So I learned how to deal with teammates that didn't exactly think the same way you do and to how to properly communicate your ideas to the rest of the team so that doesn't offend them. Um, like a, a lot of imposter syndrome happened to that year, just to be honest, because like, I don't deserve to be here, you know, like I, what are, what are my ideas going to do? Are my ideas any good? You know? Um, but I feel like uh, every science student kind of goes through that. So it's just important to acknowledge it. Um, try not to get it to not try not to let it get to you and then move on. Um, so yeah, assistant coordinator still really fun. I found out how to organize an outreach, which I realized took a lot of work, but I also really enjoyed. So a lot of those skills, I carried on to my site coordinator year and then COVID struck. And then suddenly everything that I was trained to do or everything that I knew how to do and I was confident doing, suddenly we couldn't do any of those. It was very overwhelming and I don't really cope well with change. Like I feel like I need a lot more time than more people to be able to like, you know, come up with new ideas, especially with how our new format. I feel like the rest of the team really set the foundation for, um, 
how we're going to do things, especially shout out to Audrey. I feel like the spooky science event really solidified how we're going to run everything like with kit delivery and like static videos and offering those as well as the live sessions. Um, so I coordinated here. It was really fun. It was a lot more isolating than I hoped it was because I feel like like being able to see each other in person is so important even just like running into each other at the office that's really important to be able to like establish you know like a connection with your teammates but I don't know what it is about this team that allowed us to connect at such a deeper level except not having that um so I don't know what it is guys maybe Maybe it's our Zoom account. I don't know, but um, it's just it's just crazy how how well like we got to know each other despite not being together in person. So I'm really thankful I was given this opportunity, and I feel like so many people have such a different university life than me. And because of LTS, I feel like I have so much more confidence to really face the real world. Like after after I graduate, so yeah about it <laughs> I agree with that point where you said I don't know what it is like we are all apart but we're more connected than ever like the irony it's just so funny but Definitely. we've yeah. never yeah. been in the same room like all, all together in the same room all together, all, together. Yeah. all right thank you Gab for answering that question so Gab's going to be asking the next question to Ramir okay Ramir so obviously you run a lot of the creative departments that a lot of our uh, educators and the students that we reach out to they really get to see that firsthand so I just want to say like when it comes to making videos and even the podcast do you have like a like what's your creative process to make to be able to make such a such a wonderful piece of art great question thank you for that actually i didn't like expect to do that to do all that right like our ideas just pop up out of nowhere and then i'm like it just turned out that i had the equipment and stuff a little bit about myself once again is i'm, I'm really into like yeah the creatives and arts and music like i have um fl studio i make music and stuff like that and i just recently got uh adobe premiere i was just trying to you know produce like something like videos i was trying to start up a youtube channel actually um pretty soon but um yeah and then all of a sudden you know it was brought up that oh what if we do a podcast you know and audrey brought it up and we talked more about it and actually a little thing about that podcast guys is it almost didn't happen you we had to you know go through so much to get it here and yeah. then mm -hmm. I want to do all of the, you know, production stuff. Like I want to be the one to do the editing and stuff. My mindset in that is that we're not really doing anything in person. So I felt like the best way to connect to them and to get them as engaged as if it was in person um, and to really portray it in a way that is, as I guess you could say, like more fun and more, yeah, more engaging. It's through like a, a video and wanted to make the video very fun and very, very engaging. And at the same time, I wanted to volunteer for that to, to practice like editing and stuff. So, so now I think, you know, I, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at it, but the process is pretty, it's more like the process is the hard part is actually just the ideas coming up with the ideas. Oh, what, what should I add for this? Or, oh, what font should I use or something like that? Um, that's the type of stuff that I think about 
what music um, should I pick for this specific clip? Because um, I think music is important when it comes to anything. Like, you know, if you're down, you can just listen to a little music and then it'll bring you up because it has that effect on you. I don't want to get too philosophical and deep. But anyways, that's what I think about. And then the rest is really just, it's pretty simple. Like it's as if you're editing on a phone or you can use any type of device. You don't really need all the stuff that I use. Um, you can just, as long as your idea is there, you can uh, make cuts on the videos and then clip them together and then add the music, the texts, add pictures, export it, and then you upload it. That's that's. That's really it, but that's the I think the hard the hardest part of it is just the coming up with the idea. Yeah, that's kind of how I go through it. Thank you, Gab, for uh, that question. Thank you, Ramir, for answering Gab's question. All right, so we've got two more names on this list. So, Ramir, let's see who you're going to ask next. Okay, okay, okay. Andre. Looks like Andre. Andre Kaimo. Okay, all right. Hold on, let me, let me grab my notebook of questions. Um, I'm oh nervous. My goodness. It's empty because I was getting off course. It's everything is like <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> but anyways, um, my question for you, Andre, is why have you done what you have done? And why do you do what you do? Like as in what? What's it's basically like what's your motto? Like Noah Centineo? <laughs> what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. Thank you. What is your mindset? Like, what is your goal? You know, like, for example, in, in an outreach, like, why do you say things how you say things? Right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of a broad question because there's, I have so much to say, really. Um, when I do outreaches, I kind of see kind of the students as kind of myself, because at that young age, there's this zone of proximal development, whatever. They're so receptive to new information. And once you expose them to different information that might pique their interest or something, it might change their outlook on life or even what they want to be. Kind of like the butterfly effect, really. This small thing that we do for them has this big effect on their lives, and they go on to affect other people. It kind of like the circle of life, really, that if I do my job or at my, my role as an assistant, as, an, as someone who tries to inspire others, then hopefully those people can inspire other people as well. And then another part of the question of what I, why I do what I do, uh, I'm going to talk specifically about the mental health symposium here. Mental health is something that's been really important to me, and I've had some issues with my mental health. And I thought that this year it was especially troubling for a lot of our volunteers, and even for us as an organ as a team. That's why we had mental health checkups because if it gets too much, then you can't really do it. And I thought that it would be nice to give back to the volunteers and even um, when I collaborated, when we collaborated with SSA to give back to the students because all of them are suffering or struggling rather like we are. So even though they are going through a tough time, we just want to be there for them. So it's easier for them. So it's more man manageable for them because my main goal was to make learning as manageable and as enjoyable as it is in person when we are online. So yeah, kind of like... That's, how that's the exact answer I was looking for. That's crazy. You see this, guys? We've never really seen each other in person, but I, I somehow 
knew that's what he was gonna say and i was like that's what i want for the you know that's what we want for this episode yes can connect <laughs> on that level literally like because of the wi-fi i get it anyways so i guess like andre you can ask for reba because she's the only one left mm-hmm. so yeah so i kind of wanted to switch it up so i prepared three not prepared but you could pick three or you could pick one of three so there's a philosophy philosophical question a personal one and a funny one which one do philosophical. you want <laughs> you want to hear them first before yes please yeah so for the philosophical question so i'm gonna go kind of a bit tangent here if you could know the absolute total truth to one question what question would you ask the personal question is what advice would you tell a younger version of yourself and a funny one if you only had to do one lts outreach in your life, what would it be? So what type of kit would you be presenting for the rest of your life? Really great questions. I think I'll answer the personal one, but then really quickly, I think I'd do strawberry DNA because that's my favorite. What I would say to my younger self, I think similar to what Gab was saying, um, I've struggled a lot with like self-esteem and like imposter syndrome. And it's still something I struggle with, but it's something that I've definitely improved at and you know, learning to like value my skills. And so I think if I could talk to my younger self, it would just be to, to have more self-confidence and to put myself out there, even if I don't think I'm capable of doing something. Cause I guess worst case scenario, you fail, which always sucks. And especially I think university, I feel like there's a lot of like built-in pressure where you kind of feel like you're competing with everyone. And I don't think that's really the case. Like, I think it feels like that, but I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're all kind of just like working together. And, and so I think that's what I would kind of tell her just to like, not worry so much about everyone else. And like, take care of herself first. And something I did that I'm really happy with is that I took a semester off winter 2020. I guess like when COVID was like just hitting before then, I was always freaked out that I wouldn't graduate on time. And I was like, oh my God, like I got it. But like, I think that was like a huge thing that I did for myself, which is huge for me. I did not think I would ever be able to drive and I still barely can. Anyways, um, yeah. So just that. Thank you for the question. That's good advice. Yes. Take care of yourself first. Okay. So that was our very long (laughs) secret question segment. We could do truth or lie. Are you guys down? We can do it very short, very quickly. Body language is speaking to me once again. I read this book, man. okay? <laughs> Joe Navarro, XFBI. I should read that book so people XFBI. can believe me. Look, playing with your your hair, you well, covering I'm your face. Like it's a defensive <laughs> tactic. Me, very giggly too, though. <laughs> yeah. so. I remember.